Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. I'm Gail Sylvia and you're watching Sylvia Global. Our global conversation today is with an incredible lady. Her name is Mary A. Titlin and she is the founder of the Mary A. Titlin Charitable Foundation. And as part of our celebration here at Sylvia Global Media Network, we're uh, as a part of our celebration for the International Day of the Girl Child, we are featuring women and girls who are doing extraordinary work around the world to support girls. Mary, thanks so much for being here with us today. How are you? I'm well. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Gail. Let our audience know, what city are you in in Canada? Um, I'm in the city of, actually it's a town, like of Canmore, Alberta. How's the weather there today? Ah, it's a little overcast. We're right in the Rocky Mountains, but it's beautiful. It must be beautiful. Absolutely spectacular. You know, in 2011, the UN General Assembly um, declared October 11th as the International Day of the Girl Child in order to bring world attention to the unique needs of girls around the world. Can you talk to us about your charitable foundation and the work that you're doing to help women and girls? Yes, we are. We work all over the world. We're in 25 different countries, and we work in health, education, and alleviation of poverty. And what we found is when we work with girls, it's the whole transformation process and giving them some leadership and skills and confidence and building their self-esteem, and we do that through the health the education and the alleviation of poverty. And when you see girls grow and make different choices in their lives and their behaviors, you know you have impacted them and change has been made. So it's very, it's really hard to get away from. It's, it's very exciting work and it happens everywhere, including the people that are in the foundation that are involved with the people we work with on the ground. This year's UN General Assembly's um uh, the, the theme for International Day of the Girl Child is innovating for g- girls' education. Mm-hmm. Edu- girls' education is a big part of the work that the Mary A. Titlin Charitable Foundation focuses on. Can you talk to us about some specific examples? Yes, in the last 15 years, we've uh, sponsored a lot of girls to go to school, whether that's in secondary school, primary school, so young children that are girls, or young kids that are girls, um, to secondary school, and then into university or college. We have grants that girls can apply for globally to go to universities or colleges. Um, 
in their country and we'll provide the grants and some uh, living expenses to go with that. So we've been doing that for the last 15 years and we've watched girls grow and connect and volunteer and get heavily involved in their community and all we get to do is step in there and kind of support them with some funding and a lot of times we actually get to meet them and coach them along the way. Mary, how many countries are you working in? Uh, to date we're in 25 or we have worked in 25 different countries and we're currently in about 12 of those. What made you start the Mary A. Titlin found Charitable Foundation? What was your, you know, your, your experience that led to the foundation? Um, well, two, there's two areas. First, um, I was adopted into a family when I was uh, uh, born or 11 days old. And I, the family that adopted me, the Tidlands, gave me a lot of love. And I've been very successful in business and my life. And I thought I needed to give back some way. So my way of giving back was to create a foundation that I could put money into, but it's turned into far more than I ever thought it would be. And uh, the second part of that is when I was in business um, in oil and gas, I employed a lot of women in a rural area and I watched them grow um, by empowering them with education and training for all of our businesses. And I knew that that was the key. If we could fund women, it was going to impact families and communities in a big way. So we just took that model globally. I, I remember from an earlier conversation that you and I had that you have a relative in Europe who was also a philanthropist and you connected as adults. Is, am I remembering that accurately? Yes, that's absolutely right. So this would be um, an aunt of mine through my birth mother that I met later on in, year, in my life and she had a charitable foundation for... Um, restoring historical homes in Holland and when she told me what she did it kind of snapped in, I, in my head and I thought well if you can do it I can do it too. Mary were there was there a, a specific moment as a young girl that someone made a, a profound impression upon you that you feel um, has seeded your your work with girls? Um, well I've had a lot of people support me in my life and I don't know, my mother for sure, my mother that adopted me was amazing because she looked after, you know, 45 foster children as I grew up. And I watched that continuous philanthropy of the heart on a daily basis in my home. So she was probably the most impactful, um, but I've had a lot of other people that have supported me all the way from university through being in oil and gas and a lot of the different businesses I've had. Supported you in what? Give some examples, Mary, please. Um, encouragement uh, to build my courage and my confidence. Uh, one of the examples was just to go to university. Uh, my father, my birth father, I found out had gone to university and so I figured if he could do it, I could do it because the family I was raised in, the Tidlands, no one had gone to university. So that was very inspiring uh, to know that. And then in business, I've had people come to me and say, you know, try this different kind of technology, horizontal drilling, you can do it. And that particular mentor gives just enough of a push to say, okay, let's do it. And we were able to. So it's um, a wide variety, but it's that confidence and inspiration that keeps you going and, and gives you the courage to try something new and to grow and to help others grow with you or with me. 
Mm -hmm. Mary, you come from a very um, large family. And can you just give a little bit of background about your family because I'd like for our audience to understand that there's so many wonderful experiences that you are able to relate to um, with others around the world because of your own personal experiences. Okay. Well, my, my family that I was adopted into is Swedish and English, and we're a family of five, and three of my other siblings were adopted. And uh, one of my siblings was, was a foster child that never was adopted, but he's part of our family. Then I have my birth mother, who is Dutch, and who comes from one of the oldest families in Holland, and is very large, and they're scattered all over the world. And then my father, my birth father, was from Ghana, and in Cape Coast. So I have many connections through his his side of the side of my family too. And luckily, I know all of them. Uh, we have a wonderful relationship. My, unfortunately, both my fathers have passed away, but before they passed away, we built some amazing relationships together. What role did um, did your fathers, your fathers, and other men play in your life as a young girl, so that the men who are watching this understands the impact that they have uh, in the young girl's life and the uh, value of that relationship? Yeah, it was very important. My father was a very patient, loving, kind, quiet man that always had time for us to play with, to do anything to listen. He was always a listener and always game to do anything with us. So he was a role model to me. To um, He respected us and he treated kids, even though I was a, a young girl and, and a lot of times uh, out of control. He always respected us and kind of gave us some guidance as to what worked and what didn't work in a very gentle way. And then my birth father, of course, because he had gone to university, was an inspiration and always was after I met him. I've had business partners that are male that have been behind me and supported me and encouraged me in what I do, including outside business partners that we drilled with that gave me the same kind of support. So all along the way, um, including my brothers, who sometimes were a little bit challenging at times. <laughs> but they, I've always had a lot of support from men. I have tons of respect for men. Love them. Yeah. <laughs> you love them too. <laughs> you made reference to a period of being out of control. Um, a very, a very, you know, it is a part of growing up for many of us. You know, there, we, there's this stage. Um, just describe that a little bit more because I want the girls and the parents who are watching this broadcast to know that hope is not lost you know when they <laughs> when they're having those experiences of feeling like life is out of control or the child is out of control well i luckily in many ways uh, my parents were quite religious and we were raised in a very strict household so there were rules that we needed to abide by and because of those rules those rules kept me gave me some guidance as to what as far how far I wanted to go in life, and this is mainly in my teen years that I was really testing my boundaries, my parents' boundaries, and of course I was adopted, so I'm not in my genetic pool. I'm in another genetic pool, so there's always that testing that goes on. But luckily, uh, the framework that I was raised in um, kept me in... Uh, I would say in some households, I wouldn't be considered out of control, but in the one that I was raised in, I know I was challenging for a period of time. But because they gave me the values and what really meant a lot 
to myself and to the family and to other people in life and how to treat them, I soon grew out of the wildness and calmed down and kind of went to university and uh, started cultivating all kinds of different programs and getting involved in the community. Social impact is a big um, a growing discussion, especially in the area of impact uh, for women and girls and philanthropic donors. Uh, what kind of impact do you want to have associated with the legacy of the Mary A. Titlin Charitable Foundation? Um, this is a good question. Um, the empowerment, I would say, of people, but in particular women and girls. When women can make decisions freely and act on them and have the courage to follow through on them, that to me is when I know that we've been impactful in any way that that exists, whether it's in North America where we have so much in abundance and women move into different positions of power in their families or in their work, and also abroad when we work with some of the women that have nothing materially like we have. They are very, very poor. But they make choices that are empowering to them, and I know that we have impacted them. Mary, talk to us about the, uh, the team that helps make this work possible for you around the world. The team? Yes, your team. Yeah, are the, the there is a of your team. I know you have an incredible team. <laughs> yes, it's always we. We have a huge team from 175 volunteers and a very small staff pool. We get people engaged. We get donors engaged, and we get life to philanthropic dollars so that they're actively engaged. They get to see where it goes. They get to be part of it. And so we all get to transform, not just the people and the girls and the women on the ground that we work with, but the donor themselves. What's the most innovative um, experience that you've had in the work that you're doing? Hmm, that's a good question. It's hard to narrow it down. I, I think one of the most impactful programs for me that, because I was beginning, it was in the beginning of our um, creation of a foundation in 2002 when we went to Angola in Africa and at that time it was two months after the Civil War had just been completed and we started a microfinance program in one of the rural areas in Wombo with an organization called Development Workshop and it was mainly for women because they was, that was all that was left because of the war were women and kids and I watched women grow and take this on and build themselves and you know the self-esteem and the confidence were built and they were trading and things in the market and next thing they were owning their homes and they were sending their kids to school and that was the first time I had seen microfinance and the impact that it could have so it really got me connected to women and girls and it really got me connected to what we could do globally. How do you know when it's when your work is done in a community well, it's easy to see when people, when a community is up and running and they're functioning on their own, they do not need us anymore. When they don't, yeah, when we've, the, tr the skills have been transferred or they have been empowered, then we can go. And we've had many programs like that. It's always sad to go, but it's a very, it's a heartfelt experience because it's time. It's time. What countries are you focused on right now? We are uh, focused on Tanzania, Uganda, uh, where else are we in Africa, in Senegal, 
and we're in the Caribbean through the Grenadines in particular. Uh, we're in Ecuador and Peru. We operate in Nepal, in Nepal and India, and I think that's about it for right now. Yeah. How do you identify the locations for the charitable foundation? Um, in a various ways. Uh, sometimes donors come with us, to us with funds and an idea of where they would like to put their uh, philanthropic dollars. And if we are in a country or we know of an organization that it fits with our mandate, we can make that alignment. And sometimes we create our own. So we have medical teams that we send globally. We have one going to Peru in a couple weeks to work in the Sacred Valley. So it's a mixture of the two. Well, Mary, you are, and I are both members of an organization called Women Moving Millions, and the commitment is a big, bold gift contributing to the work of women and girls. Can you talk to us about the significance of Women Moving Millions in your, in your work and to you personally? Okay. Well, I sit on the board of Women Moving Millions, and... So I've got, I get to get really in-depth conversations with a lot of the women within the organization. And it is amazing to be among like-minded women mm -hmm. uh, that all have the same focus and the same desires and we can sit down and talk the same language. It's just a great community. It's really a safe space and a wonderful community because there's absolutely no dream that any of us could have that would be viewed as being too big or to being impossible. Everyone is doing such amazing work at an incredible level that it makes us want to aspire to do more and to dream more and to engage even further in our the work that our hearts are called to do and that's the work associated with um, helping lives for communities and focusing on women and girls as well around the world. Is that what you're finding as well as a member of WMM? Oh, absolutely. You could get engaged in so much. It's hard to narrow it down. It's just great to have all of the different ideas and different programs that people are working in and how engaged they are. It's very inspiring. You can't walk out of a meeting without being inspired, that's for absolutely. sure. <laughs> what is your advice as a closing question for girls who want to be Mary Titlin and have the kind of impact on other people's lives that you're having? Oh, my question. Um, what, what, more advice, what advice would you give to them? I would say just step out and do it. Take it. Everyone usually, it's the fear that holds us back, but I would say have the courage, connect with other women or other people, and do what you would like someone have to have done for you in your life. Just go do it. Just go do it. Yeah. Mary A. Titlin of the Mary A. Titlin Charitable Foundation, thank you so much for joining us here on Sylvia Global, celebrating the International Day of the Girl Child. Congratulations, Mary, on all your work, and we thank you so much for joining us today. How can our audience reach your foundation and support you? You can reach us through www.tidlundfoundation.com or you can always email us at info at tidlundfoundation.com. Thank you. You're wonderful, Mary. Thanks so much for being here today.
Oh, thank you. Dear. Thanks for joining us here on Sylvia Global Media Network. I've been your host, Gail Sylvia, on Global Conversations. Congratulations, girls. It's good being a girl. It's fun, actually. And especially, we thank the UN General Assembly for recognizing the importance of being a girl child. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.